Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Directional Fragmentation, Front Towards Enemy. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots, and today is Monday, August 21st in the year 2023. Patriots, I'm telling you, things aren't getting any better in Maui and in the other things we have on the horizon between BRICS tomorrow, which is a big issue, and we have, of course, the normal nonsense that goes along with the threats of new COVID lockdowns. So we get to talk about all these things and probably the Claymore mine while we're going because it happens to be my favorite mine and a few other things. But in the meantime, you need to be prepared. And it's very serious about this time of being prepared. So the way you are have to get prepared is you need to make sure that you're stocked up on food. And this is no joke. These people have, are evil. If you haven't witnessed or been paying attention to what's going on in Maui, what's saving the island is the people, not the government. And the big part of that is that for those that had losses, the others had supplies. And so that's a lot of what's happening is the community's coming together. And that's so much about prepping right now and trying to prepare for the unknown as we deal with the most insidious evil and ever known to man. So what do you need to do? Head over to preparewithbards.com, preparewithbards.com. Check out the My Patriot Supply three-month supply system and you'll be amazed. So check it out there at preparewithbards.com. This is a system that every member of your family needs, and it's part of a integrated food food emergency system you should be building for your home. You need to have long-term emergency food. You have to have other food storage as well, and especially in case of emergency, you need to have food that will last you for a, a long period of time that you can quickly grab, throw in the vehicle, or do whatever, do whatever you need to get out of the space. That's where My Patriot Supply excels. So head on over to preparewithbards.com, preparewithbards.com. Check out the great selection of products at My Patriot Supply. The three-month food kit, you can get one for every member of your family, and that'll just give you some insurance of what you need like you'll like nothing else. And it is literally insurance. It may, it may be one of these cases, and we hope that we never have to use it. But in the situation right now where skies are filled with smoke, fires are cropping up magically out of nowhere, tornadoes seem to be coming out of the sky, hurricanes are crashing into California, and earthquakes are happening all around the world, things are a little bit crazy, not even to mention social unrest and the coming food shortages. So prepare. And so go to preparewithbards.com and check out the great product selection at My Patriot Supply. Do it today. You will not be disappointed. I'm going to start with... This, just so we kind of get the context of tonight's topic, which is the Claymore mine, which is a directional anti-personnel mine. And if it's the only mine you'll ever come across that literally has it imprinted on the front of the case that says front towards enemy. It's an amazing mine. They use little ball bearings embedded in in C4, basically a, a plastic explosive that then when it detonates, it goes forward. It doesn't go backwards for the most part. And so when I think of the cabal, that just happens to be one of those favorite things that comes to my mind, claymores. 
It's also what they're doing to people in, Hona, in Maui, in Lahaina. They literally have just devastated an entire island while they sit safely behind, sipping on their martinis and telling the public lies. That's the world we now live in, and we have to get aggressive to start understanding that these people are out for blood, and we're going to have to be out for blood equally as well because they are not giving up, and they are lying like you cannot believe, and they are enjoying the lie as they torment these poor souls. I want you to hear this, and tonight I'm just going to give a blanket warning. There are a number of pieces I'm going to play tonight, and I'm just telling you, there's some language issues. So if that bothers you, I understand, but I'm not editing this stuff out because this is raw and how people feel, and it's coming from from uh, Maui and Lahaina, and we're just going to leave it. So that's where I'm at. So here we go. I'm going to start with this piece about the press conferences and press access in Maui. It's insane. Trust me. What we're dealing with over there is they're literally walking around like the little dictators that they think that they are, bringing the press along, which are, they're just like little butt sniffers that they t- take along. And, the, and then the government people point out to like, this is what you need to see. This is what you need to see. This is what you need to report. There, there's, there's nothing going on of any sort of free, freedom of the press and the entire area is locked down. So it, it, we're not getting a real story, and we're going to get some more of that real story tonight from the citizens that continue to share the message. But things are bad in Lahaina. Things are bad in Maui. The government has broken down. FEMA is has no money. Red Cross has left. So that gets to the question once again of Obama, who came out last week asking for people to donate money to Red Cross and to FEMA. First of all, I would never donate money to Red Cross, ever. Not only does it have outrageous salaries, but the majority of the money goes to paying staff and the rest of the money, probably, as far as we can tell, goes to great little things like helping the Clintons embezzle or smuggle children out of the country. I wouldn't touch the Red Cross if you paid me. So stay away from the Red Cross. And the other thing is when we're dealing with FEMA and for Obama, and I'm amazed that no one's picked this up. I mean, it is surprising to me. I haven't even heard it on other Patriot channels. Obama specifically said that we were to donate. He asked people to donate to FEMA. FEMA is a federal agency. There's all sorts of laws in the United States about donating to federal agencies, mainly saying you can't do it. That's basically it. It doesn't get any more complicated than that. So he's asking people to donate to FEMA, which is by and large illegal, just so I say it. And everybody's been mum, including Patriots. I don't know if like they missed the point or disregarded him as having any sort of seriousness, which may be so, but nonetheless, it's real. You can't not don't you can't donate to this this federal organization. So we we have a real issue going on here that's getting worse. Let's just say it that way. Let's start with this press conference right here from Governor Green, who's all about the Green New Deal, who's making Maui and Hawaii the first green Island set a state in the union. Not that there's any sort of wordplay on that one. Here you go. At what point is the media going to be allowed to start reporting what's really going on? Your question is around access as it relates to media. Okay, let me interrupt this real quick. That woman literally is his screener. I don't even know if you know, have you been seeing these strange women that are like telling like the, they're controlling the way people speak. She's another one. She's standing in there and she's receiving the question. The mayor is standing or the governor is standing about 18 inches to her right 
And then she turns and she translates in English, an English question she translates in English and tells the governor what the question is. This is getting freaky. Yes. So uh, how many media went with us in on Saturday? Can you see a raise of hands? So I'm sure there were many with us, six or eight, because we had a media gaggle with us on Saturday. Uh, to suggest that we're not providing access is just simply inaccurate. Well, we're being turned away. Well, I'm glad you're being turned away. Feeding your desire to tell a story, you in particular at this moment, is not my goal. My goal is to make sure people are protected, my people are protected. Does this seem familiar to you guys? Handpicking media, who can come in, who can't, and then escorting them around with government officials or government employees, showing them what the government wants them to see, and then ensuring that they stay out of the media-free zone. Well, I'm in the media-free zone, and I'm uploading these videos so you guys can see what's actually going on, and I'm, I'm doing my best, but it's getting sketchier by the day. And I, I find all the things that are being said to be kind of creepy. And I find the press conference itself kind of creepy. I mean, if this guy is supposed to be the supreme leader, like, why is it that the, there's some woman that needs to explain what the question is to him? I mean, can, can he figure out what the question is on his own without her restating it and softening it up and, and, and having this kind of like buffer um, between the, 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 the media and the governor? I mean, why can't he just understand the question and, and answer it? Everything about this seems not genuine it seems fake it seems like they're they have no interest in in really providing any any good details every interaction i had with government employees they didn't even want to talk to me and they would just say they don't have that information they don't have that information but it's like okay well, well what is your job like why are you here you know if if you work for whoever it is, the mayor, the governor, the police department and you're giving people these orders and you're the one interacting with the public and you don't know anything at all. I mean, who who does? Who knows something? And why aren't they talking to us? This is just insanity. I've never experienced anything like this. And it just, it, it seems like tyranny. And I, I hope that you guys will help me get the word out because the algorithms are not interested in this story anymore. And without you guys, the story is dead. You know, the algorithms are interested in something for a couple of days and then it goes on to the rain in California or whatever the next thing is. And it's never a long enough time that the millions of people who initially watch uh, can really get the full story and understand what happened. So without you guys, this story is dead. I mean, you can look at what comes up in your feed. Is anything about this coming up in your feed anymore? The only reason that as many people who are watching this are watching it is because of the people that are sharing is because of the people that are helping get the word out and boosting, you know, that that's it. It's you guys. So, uh, and, and that's only going to get worse with time. The algorithms get less and less and less interested in this. So as great of a place to report truth as social media is, uh, this is really the biggest flaw with it. It's the fact that the attention span is not long enough and the full story takes time to develop. So it's up to you guys to keep it alive. I finally have a good enough upstream to upload high resolution content to YouTube and Rumble. So I'll do my best to do that shortly here for you guys. Don't use social media. Don't use social media. Don't use social media. 
That was Governor Green at the end. The other guy that's talking, as I mentioned before, I don't have his name right in front of me, but he's the one that's been doing the drone footage across Maui, just incredible footage and great work. The thing is, what he's saying there is absolutely true. And this is the problem that we have. And literally, and back to the tonight's title, directional fragmentation, when they hit something and they hit us like they do, people then quickly focus and then quickly fragment. And the fragmentation of breaking things up is what they count on because the point of this is that they don't want people to continue with the story. These stories take time to develop. And what is happening with Lahaina is that it is unfolding to where more and more as we look at the footage, people start to put together the research, and it's happening relatively quickly. But the fact is that the idea that this was a natural fire is about as real as Joe Biden and his ears. Obviously, he's an actor. But anyway, so there you have these things going on that is that literally take time to put together the whole picture. And if we are not keeping the pressure up, what the algorithms do is they suppress all of the information coming forward. So it is a natural selection, segregation and selection process where it segregates out a story and then suppresses it because it's not getting lifted and and it's not automatically going to lift. And so people forget about it. And so they rely on what they see in their feed and they don't keep it in front of them. And it's one of the reasons we're going to keep Lahaina right here a lot coming forward. We're not going to let it go. We can't because this is too important for the people and too important for for the moment. Now, I want you to get this perspective. I played this piece just recently, but I want you to hear it again. This is who we're dealing with. So be very real and understand the type of people and criminality that we're facing. If you think that these people are going to give up their f***ing power at this point in time after the crimes they just committed against humanity, if you think they're going to give up power at this point in time when the pendulum is swinging back and they could be potentially held accountable, you're f***ing insane. They're not going to give it up. It's not going to be voted out. It's going to have to come from a total cultural rejection of everything that they do. It's non-compliance. It's saying no. Because if no one obeys, there is no power. They have no power. And so we must remove their power by being non-compliant to the things that they want us to react to. And that's only going to get harder to do because the things they're going to start doing, I believe, are going to be incredibly damaging. So we'll see how it goes. It's exactly true here because what we have coming up on the heels of Lahaina is potentially more COVID lockdowns. Take a listen to this. Are we about to see the return of full-fledged COVID lockdowns again? Well, according to InfoWars and Alex Jones, who claim to have a exclusive TSA whistleblower, the Biden administration is already planning to roll out full-blown lockdowns once again, starting in mid-September. Love him or hate him, the truth is Alex Jones has been right about a surprising amount of things. And the best way to stop something like this is to get out ahead of it. So I don't know if it's actually true. Somebody could be blowing smoke up his butt, but I can tell you this much. We ain't doing that crap again. Too many people had their small business shut down never to return again. Too many people weren't allowed to go and have their final goodbye at their grandmother's funeral. Too many children lost years of education. Too many people lost too much for this crap to come back. I don't care if it's freaking leprosy at this point in time. We're not doing that again. No, we are not. And that's the whole thing. I have no doubt that Bard's Nation will resist. The question is, who are going to be the drones that continue to wear masks? I'm already seeing these fools around my own town. It's like somebody blows a whisper of, of a mask, and it's the first thing they do is they go running for the dirty laundry basket where they have their mask and they put their face diaper on again. We have some brain-damaged people in this country. Let's be clear. 
They're seriously brain damaged. They were brain damaged, and I'm not saying that sarcastically. They are suffering from a cognitive break, and they are brain damaged. Now, liberals, that's another subject. They're just born brain dead, and, I, I'm, and they get worse. And I think the brain eventually just rots away and it's replaced by cheese or something. That's liberals. But I, I'm talking about just regular Americans. And regular Americans that are out here. Oh, yeah, someone said, well, we, we need to pray for them. Yeah, we need to pray for liberals. We need to pray for liberals. Can be, that we can have them restored in their cognitive processes. And I'll tell you what, if that happens, trust me, that's a miracle right there. Like, holy spirit, that's a miracle. We've got liberals thinking again, thinking free. Oh, my goodness. I'll tell you right now, get ready, patriots. Could happen. Never know. We'll witness God doing something incredible. Like, watch this. I'm going to make them think. And you're going to be like, please, Lord, give us a warning if they do. That's dangerous. So anyway, as we're going along here, we are dealing with some Americans that have truly suffered a, a cognitive break. And it's tough. And so we do have to keep our, you know, keep be aware that there is a lot of fear in this culture. But that's part of the way that we have to walk is to defy. We did it before. Now we got to double down and do a quadruple again. But just so you know, even Hawaii is starting to get the sense of defiance. And I say that very positively because Hawaii did have a high level of vaccines, which was like 98% penetration, and they only have 9.1% of their households have a gun. But the great thing is that old Joe visited today, and they gave him a, a glorious welcome. <laughs> Language warning again. Here it goes. Wow, he's finally here. Wow, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, thanks for nothing. Thanks for nothing. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. That was his greeting as his motorcade drove by. And they uh, they were greeting him in Maui. So he's he's loved. That's what we want to hear. So in in. They are very happy to let him know how they feel. And it's good, I'm telling you, because remember, this is a this is a state that was going green. I think they're starting to reconsider a lot of that. Thank goodness, I'll tell you. Well, Patriots, the other thing that we have to be aware of in the heels of all of this, so we've got potential COVID lockdowns. We've got the Lahaina issue that they want you to forget about. Same thing they have going up in Canada right now. They've got other they have other fires burning up there. Both of those locations by the way, are considered to be smart city locations. And the smart city locations up there, in, I guess now they're going to something even new called an intelligent city. Any, you know, there's a, there's an, there is a thing that they say about intelligence in the military, that it's an oxymoron. And it's true. When, when any of the deep state starts to use the words intelligence, you better be running because the only thing that means is you're going to be controlled by their intelligence, which is not going to benefit anybody. So we have fires going on in Canada, fires going on in, in Lahaina, or, or they, are, they had them already. Both cities right now, both of those areas have contracted with Microsoft to authorize, using an AI, authorize building permits and all of this is part of the 2030 agenda towards the new smart city model. So they're burning out the locations and then putting the people at financial risk, not helping them at all, squeezing them off the land. Ultimately, they're going to buy up the land. That's their goal. And then people like Oprah Winfrey, the Satanist herself, will arrive and give a big donation to help boost 
this new rebuild, and they'll probably put up some memorial of some ridiculous fashion that's somewhere and buried in it will be some some credit to Baphomet and all the children that they burned to death on each of these places. That's who they are. And the AI systems is both of these places that are having intense fires right now. The model was to use AI as governance. Governance means you don't get a voice. It just means they're governing you, just so we're clear about that. But in the middle of all of this, so we have that going on. Then we have the masking and the threats of masks coming back. TSA is apparently ramping up to give masks. Border Patrol is apparently preparing to do masking. And, of course, it doesn't mean that illegals will be masked. The illegals coming in will continue to be let free. Word I got from the border today is literally that they are encouraging more and more. And I'm not exaggerating. They're encouraging the employees on the border where their supervisors are telling them, don't get involved in things. Just please, whatever you do, what we're asking you to do is let these people pass through. This will pass. We don't want to get involved in anything. Let the illegals in. I am not kidding you about that. The, that is coming down from the higher echelons of Border Patrol management. And they fall under DHS, so you can kind of get an idea of what's going on there. So I'm sure that as they start to mask up on the border, they're not going to be asking the illegals to mask up. That's just not going to happen because that never does happen. And that's the world we're in. So in the meantime, we've got another looming threat that begins tomorrow. And it's big. So pay attention to it because it's not so much a threat as it is this part of this whole breaking apart of things. And what it is, is tomorrow, BRICS Nation meets. And I'll just give you this. It's about, whoops. I'll give you about four minutes of a piece right here. 24 hours, Putin and China will change everything. Yes, tomorrow, a BRICS lightning bolt will shock the Western hegemony that's been ruling the world for decades. The Western media is totally ignoring the story, by the way, because they don't want to admit what's about to happen. Goldman Sachs, though, understands it, and they believe that by the year 2050, the BRICS nations will dominate the global economy. So on Tuesday, yes, tomorrow, the BRICS summit officially kicks off in South Africa. This is the first face-to-face BRICS summit since the start of COVID, and we are about to witness a rebalancing of the world order. The agenda items at this summit are massive. The currency, yes, a new currency, trade, military cooperation, AI, microchips, oil, all of it, infrastructure, rail line, shipping. This is a big, big deal. And the United States, I guess, didn't get an invitation. The British didn't get an invitation. Germany isn't welcome. Is the game over for the Western hegemony? Well, the writing is on the wall. Now, for those of you that don't know, BRICS stands for Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. And it started out small over a decade ago, and now it's become the greatest threat to Western power that we've ever seen. And I'm not talking about military power here, which we'll get to in a second. I'm actually talking about economic power, oil power, computer power, trade power, the greatest weapons of all, not those bombs. Now, the top of the agenda is the United States dollar, squarely in the crosshairs. Here's how Foreign Policy magazine headlines this moment. A BRICS currency could shake the dollar's dominance. The de-dollarization moment might finally be here. Really? Is it true? After all, talk of getting rid of the U.S. dollar as a reserve currency goes back to the 1960s. Here's the New York Times. In 1968, talking about France trying to separate itself from the U.S. dollar. Yes, French President Charles de Gaulle versus Lyndon Johnson. That's how old this is. That's how far back this goes. This isn't new at all. But now we are at a tipping point. 
Brazil's president, Lula da Silva, says that every night he asks himself why all of these countries have to base their trade on the U.S. dollar. Can you imagine every night before going to bed, that's the thought that you have? Now he does. Well, now they don't. A gold-backed currency that stands as the backbone of a new BRICS currency is being rolled out in earnest. Brazil, Russia, China, India, South Africa, trading oil, computer chips, minerals, and settling those transactions in a reserve currency that has nothing to do with the U.S. dollar. All of the previous meetings of these BRICS nations have been leading up to this moment in South Africa. BRICS countries are home to more than 3.2 billion people, around 40% of the global population. None of the bloc's members is in the G7, the group of seven advanced economies. To increase its influence, BRICS is considering bringing new members into the fold. Just look at the trade between the BRICS nations. There's a massive financial surplus. The BRICS nations have a trade surplus. Brazil just hit a record trade surplus. So why would they want to settle these transactions with U.S. dollars? doesn't make any sense. Meanwhile, Europe's trade deficit has hit a new record, nearly $500 billion trade deficit. Which side would you rather be on? Of course, this isn't happening overnight, and there are big impediments to a BRICS currency. The biggest issue right now is that if Russia wants to import things from other countries that are not named China, they'll likely have to settle it in U.S. dollars if they want to import those items. But what if more countries want to join BRICS and ditch the US dollar. Then there's safety in numbers, and the number of people you're doing imports from are part of your BRICS conglomerate. In fact, other countries are noticing and beginning to join. At this summit, Russia and China are expected to approve the new applications of a bunch of new countries into BRICS. Algeria, Bahrain, Egypt, Iran, Saudi Arabia, the United Arab Emirates, just to name a few. They've all submitted requests for membership to be a part of BRICS. And the Turkish government has expressed an interest in joining the group. Those are just a few of the names. But wrap your heads around this one. More than 40 other countries are now vying to join BRICS. 40. 40. That's going to be an earthquake when it comes to all of this. Because you're dealing with the massive centers of population. And you're talking about countries that once they start to break from the dollar, that they're not going to, they're not going to feel responsible or even feel accountable to repaying the debt that they've taken on by the U.S. economy. Now, let me caveat this because it's important. This is the only way the world's going to be set free. So if you're freaking out about this, like, oh, the dollar's going to die, here's what I'm going to tell you. It has to. The dollar, as we know it, is a Federal Reserve debt note, and it has to die. There can't be any other choice to that. It's the only way the world is going to set, be set free because that debt note is what's been enslaving the entire world. BRICS is making that step. What do we have behind it? I don't know. But let me tell you something that's really interesting. And you are welcome to research this yourself. I don't tell you this blind. If you go to Apple Maps right now, what you will find, if you, I, I would encourage you to type in Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. This is what you'll get back on Apple Maps. Now, remember, these maps are coordinated. These aren't accidental. But when, instead of getting back Washington, D.C., you're going to get, get back Washington. No D.C. And this is what it says underneath the, the description. I'm reading verbatim. Washington, D.C., formerly the District of Columbia, also known as just Washington, is the capital of the United States. To understand what that means, you have to understand the Act of 1871. And what happened is that they turned, they 
They turned D.C. into a corporate headquarters that was run by Vatican and the Bank of London, the City of London, and Washington, D.C. There was three. It was the triad of of these city-states. The Vatican was the main power center. The City of London was the banking center. And we had... And we had Washington, D.C. that was the military arm. This has been, I've been getting feedback from all over. Uh, Dr. Lee Merritt was just in Washington, D.C. The Treasury was closed and boarded up. And who was in the Treasury were working in one small back room. And on the side of the building, they had written the New America. There's something really big that's happening here. This is not accidental. It's not a typo. This is ex- this is exceptional. And it's all tying in with what's about ready to happen tomorrow. But this doesn't mean it's going to be an easy transition. I cannot, I have to keep pounding that home. This dollar is tied to everything. And once the world makes the shift, you're going to see a break apart of the global hegemony of the U.S. dollar that's going to affect a lot of things. I would say that, and, and at that point, if you want to take a look at the way BRICS has valued their, their currency, it's $55 to one BRICS dollar. Now, there's many other moving parts to this. This is just one optic. China right now is in a complete disruption. It it's, has a high unemployment level and increasing with the millennial class. They have water problems. They have food problems. They have energy problems up the wazoo. And they have massive construction problems because much of the housing that was built in China was built substandard. And right now it's crumbling and literally falling apart. So China's in dire straits. There's no question. South Africa, huge problem down there. Not only are there fires, but there's now ramping up to have massive racial wars against the white boars. So you have a lot of things. India has equal problems. And there's a lot of destabilization. There is... We have the whole issue here, which all of these other issues that are going on on top of that, the continued persecution of President Trump and however that plays out. But it's looking more and more like what's really this is really about for him is relitigating 2020. Thank goodness. So there's a lot of things that are going to happen. Now, I just want to run a scenario for you and all of the chaos that this brings when people start to have doubts about their government. We are having issues of of global warming, quote unquote, that are manufactured by human beings to create fires everywhere and cause destruction of property, displacement of people. You have a the worst food stores in the in the ever in our history right now. You have the strategic oil reserves that are almost, I think they're at zero now. And all of these assets that like that, the strategic reserve, FEMA's out of money. The Red Cross is begging for money. The government subsidies for farmers is running out. All of these things are happening. And so the corporation of the United States is bankrupt. This is the only way that we're going to ultimately be freed. But I just need to point out that this is not a clean transition. Because in spite of the very idealistic and uh, naive views of a number of people that want to believe that suddenly the military is going to come crawling out of the ground like army ants and deliver food all over the world... I have news for everybody. There's a logistics problem with that, with the number of aircraft that takes and the number of pilots that we have. So I'm just pointing this out. It's very important. But 
On another side, if you are one who's getting hypertension about this because the dollar is sliding, don't, because this is a necessary step that we have to make. And it's all part of all this other things falling apart. And we are dealing with an absolute evil of a cabal. Absolute evil. And we can't forget that. These people are ruthless and they have no intention of doing anything good for us. And so just to kind of give you in that summation of everything that is there, I mean, this is another one. I'm giving you language warning. This is a report from Maui. And this is raw and it's straight up of the issues that they're dealing with. There is no help in Maui right now. They can tell you there is, there isn't. FEMA's gone. Red Cross is gone. If FEMA's there, the best they're doing is, is cadaver dogs. Everything else, there's no support for the people. The only reason these people are getting around is because other people on the island are giving them housing and they're giving them food. I'm telling you all this because this is much bigger than Lahaina. Take a look at what just happened down in California. The Dodger Stadium is flooded. Downtown L.A. flooded. I'm hoping those were like deep underground tunnel systems that got flooded that we know were there. That would be wonderful. But all that's, hopefully the Getty got flooded too. That'd be awesome. All of these things are happening right now. And there's going to be massive shakeups and displacement. And with a government that has to be broken before it can be rebuilt, there's no resources, there's no intention, there's no desire to do anything good for the people. That means the only way forward here is we the people. So take a listen to this report. It's about four minutes. Okay, I don't really know how to start this, but I just wanted to spread the message to people on mainland about what's really going on here because the media isn't doing us any good at all. Um, we are not okay. We're not okay. Um, we are emotionally damaged. A lot of people are physically injured. A lot of people have lost their family members. Only 25% of the burn zone has been searched and there's already been 110 deaths and it hasn't been the high impact burn zone. Like we're fucked. Um, there's over 1300 people without a roof over their head right now, me included. Um, I'm lucky enough to have friends, but all of us are fucked. They're putting us in 30 day, like hotel stays in order to find everybody houses, but in a place where it's hard enough to find housing and hard enough to find jobs as it is, now that there is more people looking for jobs and there is less houses available on the island, everybody's fucked. And the thing, the thing for me is that there is this grand sense of community here, like nothing like I've ever seen before. The gay pride marches at Black Lives Matter protests, like I have never seen so many people come together and give up their own beds for people that just lost their house in a, but that's the problem. It's that nobody else is doing anything. Nobody is helping. It's all Kanaka, like people that live are the only ones that are helping at all. And that doesn't go to say that all of the people on mainland are doing anything wrong. It's not your fault, but the government helping at all. And nobody seems to have any idea what's going on over here. This is the biggest natural disaster. It's caused the most deaths in U.S. history. Like, isn't there more fucking going on? Like, I I've calmed down. I've talked to so many of my friends on mainland that quite literally have no idea that there is 1,300 people packed in shelters and living out of their cars and 
having to move onto the streets and that aren't getting assistance and that aren't getting walked through these steps. They have no idea that the death count is so big. They have no idea that the majority of people that have perished are going to be the elderly and the children. They have no idea that our alarm system on this island is the biggest, it's the strongest in the entire nation. I think it might be the strongest in the whole world, but not a single fucking siren off. Why is this not bigger news? Like, our government fucked us, didn't give us any warning. We had to flee our houses. We lost fucking everything. And nobody knows. 1,300 people are displaced right now and hundreds are fucking dead. Why does nobody know? And I'm sorry, I wanted to add one more thing. It's that this isn't like a fast road. There's almost no recovering from this, especially not in a decade, maybe not in two. Who's to say? But our biggest industry over here is tourism. And now that our biggest tourist city burnt down, we are going to lose so many jobs. So many people are going to continue to lose their houses. People are going to have to sell their land to sources that they shouldn't just because nobody's going to be able to afford anything. Like this isn't, this isn't a ball game. This, we're going to be working on this for decades and we're going to need support for decades. And it's pretty obvious that no one is going to stick around and help. Um, nobody showed up in the first place, really. <laughs> so, just spread the message. Yeah. It's sad, but spread it. I think that is probably one of the most disturbing testimonies at the end. Nobody showed up in the first place. I, I'm not sure what constitutes somebody in the military and the government right now that's doing nothing. This idea of abiding by orders, or I'm doing because I was told. And for any of those people out that are doing that right now, you need to check yourself. And you need to check what country you're in, and you better look at your passport and look at your birth certificate, which I know just triggered a whole bunch of people because then I'm going to get into this whole thing like state national, so knock it off. I don't want to hear it. The whole point of this is understand who you are. Read the Constitution. Read the Declaration of Independence. Read the Bill of Rights. Understand who you are. And if you're sitting here in a government position and you are not doing something about this, you are not defying authority, you are not leading the way, you're as bad as the cabal that's doing the destruction. And you might as well have, you might as well just literally sell your home to the cabal, ask them where you what three hundred square foot low carbon footprint box you can live in, and submit your will to that. Because the bottom line here is that on the outside people are standing, and we're doing everything we can to stand. When you look at something like Lahaina, and you realize the magnitude of destruction that was rained down from the sky, and you realize the complexities of an operation like that. The governor was put in, what, two years ago? You had the dude from Las Vegas that was hired in. I mean, that's an intentional act to put a clown in there. They hired in another clown in emergency services at the fire department. And they have a whole cadre of these woke clowns that are all bought off and paid for that are allowing, that knew this was coming. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on that position. They knew this was coming. They may not know exactly what was coming, but they knew something was coming. You had a hurricane that was 500 miles south 
There was when wind speeds were nothing like they said it was. They made that up. They created a firestorm which created the wind speeds. There's a report today of a of a place that didn't burn. It's really pretty fascinating because what happened is that this one house did not burn. And they've been trying to figure out why this one house didn't burn. Well, here's what's really crazy about it is the reason the house didn't burn is the guy had just recently converted his house because he's a he's allergic to electro, electromagnetic frequencies to a Faraday. He cre- his whole house became a Faraday cage. And the reason I bring this up is his house didn't burn and everything else around did because these fires were being ignited from within the house using some sort of electromagnetic systems. Technologies we don't completely understand. That's what they've now established. So this, you're talking about a level of technology and an access to technology that comes at the highest level that was used to incinerate a population, kill hundreds of kids, leave nothing but ashes. So if you're in the government, and I don't care where you are, and you're going along with this clown show, and you're not doing anything, don't ask for mercy when the time comes and we uncover all this and we bring it all to justice. Don't be begging for mercy. Because that's not going to happen. There has to be an accountability here for people. Just like the doctors and nurses that are up here like, well, I was just told to give the vax. I don't care. You gave it to people, you're going to be punished for it. And so this complacency that's happened within the American system is disgusting. I don't know if it's because people are afraid to challenge authority or they're afraid they're going to lose their mortgage because they don't get their paycheck or if they're afraid they're going to lose their benefits that they've been building up for. Here's the simple answer to everything. If you don't stand up now, there will not be a tomorrow for you to enjoy the retirement that you're trying to defend. They're going to strip it from you. And if you don't understand how this game plays, they will use you and then they will eradicate you faster than anybody else because you ultimately know too much and you're a threat. What they want are compliant slaves. This is a moment and an hour in our nation that people need to make a decision. And really, I'm, I don't want to hear about people being awake. It means nothing to me. It means zero to me. I don't want to hear about people having excuses, having this problem or that problem. The only people I'm interested in are the people who are going to step in and take action. Awake simply means that I'm aware of what's going on. But what it also says in there, I'm awake, it also says I'm probably not going to sacrifice everything in order to save this nation. And if people don't understand the importance of that, then go back and scripturally place it. Because Gideon was watered down to 300 because those 300 people ultimately were willing to sacrifice everything. And that's the attitude that we have to have in order to bring this nation about because this government is purely evil to its very core. And if we aren't willing to put it all on the line, what are our children going to say? What what are the generations to come going to say? Oh, hey, Dad, what did you do? Well, I I, I talked something about it. I acted tough. But um, in the end of the day, um, not really much. I just um, I, I just didn't do a whole lot, but it was an important war. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I was living through it. I mean, like, is that how you want to be remembered? This government needs to be put down. We have to be defiant. And actions mean being defiant. That means changing your behaviors, changing who you shop with, who you spend your money with. Being cognizant, doing without things that you may like, 
because in the end of the day, the American public has the control to destroy these damn corporations by not buying their junk. And they can't force you to spend your money. They may try, but they can't. And they can't force you to do anything unless you give your, to your free will. It's just like someone talked to me today and they're like, what are we going to do about guns? What happens if they come for your guns? And I said, we're not going to give them away. Yeah, but what if we have to think about it? No, we don't have to think about it. If it's not, it doesn't say in the Constitution that you're supposed to give away your guns. Don't give away your guns. Those are God-given rights. You don't give away your free speech. You don't give away your freedom to assemble. You don't give away your freedom of religion. You don't give away your guns. End of story. And under no circumstances do you comply with these fools. Sure, there's going to be, it's just going to be like COVID. They throw a bunch of rules up at their, your state capitol. They tell you, knock, knock, and you just tell them, get the hell out of here. And I'm telling you, there may be some confrontations, but you have to be willing now to put this down here. Because if you look at what they did to Lahaina, don't think that that's not in their drooling desires to do it to every small town in this nation that they want to drive off the land and force into their prison cities. That was a test run. And there's still almost a thousand people missing. And they sure as heck didn't get beamed up to Star Trek sh base ship either. Their ashes are somewhere, they're, what's left of them remain in a pile of ashes that dogs are trying to sniff out and find. So, don't comply, defy. Let's pray. Father, we come to you today and just very blessed with the times that we have and continue to assemble. And we're blessed of all that you've brought to us here, this, this fellowship that continues to build. And we just pray tonight for the strength in hearts to start embracing the words defy and not to comply. Father, this is a powerful moment that people have to make the decision on whom they serve. And if the service is to the nation, we know where that leads. So we're praying for an awakening and strengthening of hearts to truly put their eyes on Jesus and to understand that we serve you at any cost. So, Father, this is a prayer of a blessing as well to raise up this mighty army and to let it be known that we are not going to play these games. We're not going to participate in their Luciferian stupid show that they're trying to force upon us. And that's a decision we all have to make. So, Father, we just ask for that blessing and clarity as we move forward. We say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. We're fighting this for the kids in the end of the day, the children. So I want to leave you with this tonight. This is a short piece, not, not entirely on topic, but it is kind of a wraparound to us kind of thinking about what this real fight is. AI is everywhere. Parents are still doing their dumb thing by posting their kids' pictures all over Facebook and social media. They want to show off. It's a memory book. They want to show to their friends and family. It's a way of sharing. We're destroying their future when we do. Please understand that. This scenario that I'm going to play to you is done in such a way that what they did is they took a young girl's photo and they put it in AI and they aged her by about 20 years. And the parents went in to see a movie and they played this and the young girl was now aged in a complete AI scenario. She looked real. And this is what she said as the AI creation of the future daughter, of, the, of their future daughter. This is how, what she spoke to her parents. Hey, Mom. Hey, Dad. It's me, Ella. Well, 
a digital version of me, just a bit older. Amazing what technology can do these days, isn't it? All you need are a couple of pictures, like the ones you share on social media, where they can be taken and used by everybody. I know, for you, these pictures are just memories. But for others, they are data. And for me, maybe the beginning of a horrible future. A future where my identity can be stolen just like that. Where I can go to prison for things that I would never do. Imagine my credit score being destroyed, Dad. Or my voice copied to scam you, Mom. Mom, I'm in trouble. I, I need you to send me money, please. I don't want to become a... a meme. Humiliated by everyone at school. Kill yourself, you f loser. And I certainly don't want... this. Child porn. What you share online... is like a digital footprint that will follow me around for the rest of my life. I'm telling you this because I know you love me and would never do anything to harm me. So please, Mom, please, Dad, protect my virtual privacy. We need to fight for these kids and we have to ask ourselves what it's worth because our conveniences our convenient life, everything that we are, that we become accustomed to, is destroying their future. We've got to make a decision now. And this is the hours in which we live now as the decisions to make. Whom do you serve? And what future do you serve? Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, Meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable. 
and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight push, we climb, we never give in, we become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist, we pray, we stand, we live by the words, in God we trust, we fear nothing, we are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 